For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is the Thursday, May 14th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And I feel significantly better today than I did yesterday. a boy. I can, uh, I can keep water down now, so I've had about... Uh, Three of these bad boys here, feeling good. The Brown Yeti jumps in on YouTube already, said, what's up? Uh, if you are a first-timer, go check out the website, winningcureseverything.com. Everything is over there, picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. Still working on the new one, going to have it up soon, uh, but I do feel good about it, and uh, I think you will all be pleased with the progress that I have made uh, once it gets posted. So, um, you can subscribe at any of the different locations where you are watching or listening uh, whether it be podcast or video, we're on Periscope Live, we are on YouTube Live, we're on Twitch Live, and we are on, uh, which one did I miss? Facebook Live. So, uh, and we've already got somebody from YouTube, from Twitch, and from Facebook that have all jumped in on the chat. If you would like to chat today, jump on in. It's right there in the bottom left of your screen. Uh, any platform that you jump in on, it's going to hop up right there so that you can see what everybody else is saying Matt is here, McKinnon is here, Michael is here, and the Brown Yeti is here already. Everybody is firing in. We appreciate you guys for being here today. Uh, We are talking a little Major League Baseball today. We are talking uh, the state of Florida, and we're going to talk about the Browns and something that happened a couple of years ago uh, or did not happen that was maybe close to. We'll we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it one way or another. Uh, First things first, though. Let's dive into the first topic. Chris, Blake Snell is not helping Major League Baseball fan sport. Uh, If if he thought this would, like, if he thought anybody was going to side with him on this, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Michael already jumped in and said, Gary beat that Rona. Yeah, this this was not the Rona. This was, uh, (laughs) if the Rona is that, uh, I can understand staying at home all the time. I, but I don't know what the Rona is, so who knows. Uh, but yeah, and so so Blake Snell, Jared Carabas, who does a baseball show for Barstool Sports, tweeted this and said, uh, Blake Snell saying what a lot of other players are thinking right now. I agree with him 1,000%, and I'd feel the same exact way if I were in his position. Good for him for saying it. I'm going to go ahead and play the clip. 
So he he uses some words that we try not to use so much on here, but uh, but we're gonna toss it out there. So we'll uh, we'll let you listen to it. You can decide for yourselves. No, I'm not splitting no revenue. I want all mine. Bro, y'all got to understand, too, because y'all going to be like, bro, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Money should not be a thing. Bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean it should not be a thing? It 100% should be a thing. If I'm going to play, I should be getting the money I signed to be getting paid. I should not be getting half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half on top of a 33% cut of the half that's already there. So I'm really getting like 25%. On top of that, it's getting taxed. So imagine how much I'm actually making to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't making shit. And on top of that, so all that money's gone. And now I play risking my life. And and, what, and if I get the Rona, on top of that, if I get the Rona, guess what happens with that? Oh, yeah, that stay, that's in my body forever. That damage is not going to be like... The damage that was done to my body, that's going to be there forever. So now I got to play with that on top of that. So y'all got, I mean, y'all got to understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. It's a shorter season, less pay. Like, bro, it's, yeah, man, I got to, no, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry if you guys think differently, but. The risk is way the hell higher, and the amount of money I'm making is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Like, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry. So, in my head, I'm preparing for next season. And I'm preparing, well, I'm actually preparing for right now. But as if I'm preparing for next season. Like, it's it's super weird, man. More Twitch streams for us, that's facts. But, guys, I'm just saying, man, it just doesn't make sense for me to lose all of that money and then go play and then be on lockdown, not around my family, not around the people I love, and get paid way to hell less. And then the risk of injury runs every time I step on the field. So it's it's just it's not worth it. It's not. I love baseball to death. It's just not worth it. So, and we've already got people jumping in the uh the chat here. McKinnon said, dude is out there talking like he's going to war. That's a douche move for sure. I get the money thing, but you're a pro athlete. Don't be a priss. And then Michael said, sounds like a tool. So sad you're getting less money. Try unemployment, D-bag. I think that's what most fans are going to think when they hear somebody talk like this. Now, I get all sides of it. I understand not wanting to go out there and get the Rona and whatever, right? I, I get that. But uh, on the other side of this, he just signed a five-year, $50 million deal. I understand he doesn't get all of that right now. He's still in the early stages of that. He gets more as the years progress. Like, I went and looked up his uh, his contract. Like, he gets $11 million next year. It's $10 million yeah, this year. It. Uh, it was not as much last season, but he gets $11 million next year, $13 million, and then the last one is like $9 million. So, it's, you know, I, I get the point. Um, but it, it's... You know, we did get an email from a listener who is uh, up in Chicago, and he said uh, he he wanted to jump in on this, but he's not on social media, right? And he, he listens to the podcast. Uh, his name's Scott. He said, um, my understanding is that the owners proposed that the players take a prorated pay cut to their salaries. The proposal was reviewed and agreed upon by the players back in March. The reason the players don't want a 50-50 revenue split isn't because they're greedy, at least not completely. 
The players believe they've already made a deal with the owners. Now that the owners have better information regarding just how vast this virus may impact their income, the owners want to walk back their previous agreement with the players and are proposing a new one. There currently isn't a revenue split in baseball. Uh, player contracts aren't based on team or league revenue like the NBA, NHL, or NFL. This is because there's no salary cap. Agreeing to a 50-50 split of revenue by the players would essentially be the players agreeing to a format that leads to a salary cap. It wouldn't necessarily be a pay decrease for the players, but revenue sharing now would open the door for future negotiations and could give the owners leverage during the next CBA. Uh, he said, I can sit on the fence with the best of them. I understand both sides. The players believe they've already made a compromise with the owners. Uh, if only half of the games are played, the players are only paid half their salaries. The owners believe that the revenue streams may be severely impacted by fans not being in the stands, and they want to make sure that if revenue does in fact tank this season, that they are not on the hook for those lofty salaries that they owe the players. Um, it, and he goes on to say that like he thinks it's absurd that MLB doesn't have a salary cap because, I mean, he's a fan of a, a small market team with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Excuse me. But I... It, it's insane. Like, for players to look at it this way is is just kind of crazy to me. Like, I, tell me tell me your opinion on this, Chris. Yeah, no. So, I don't know that I made a, a good enough argument the other day for what I was trying to say when I was crushing the players' union for laughing at the proposal. My issue is not is not with the split because right now they don't have a split. Okay. They, they don't have a salary cap, whatever. I don't care about any of that. I think the owners made a bad argument for what they want. All right. I think saying that we have um, an agreed upon contract, everybody's going to get paid their contract, but it's going to be prorated per amount of games. So instead we played 162. Now we're going to play 81. All right. So, we're going to pay you half of what we did pay you. I think that is fair. Then they tried to make the argument for all the revenue and stuff. That's when it sounded like they were trying to go towards a revenue split, which is a form of salary cap. And the player said, no, we don't want that. I completely agree with not wanting the salary cap as the players. You've never had one. You fought it so far. I'm not a fan of it because I think it helps parody in the game, but we've also seen a lot of small market teams rebuild through the draft, win championships, and then they blow up their team. It sucks, but if you're a Royals fan, you know, every 10 years, you won a championship. That's not a bad thing. Or or the Marlins. Go call uh, the Marlins. uh, They won two in like six or seven years. I mean, you know, but but they always blow it up afterwards. And that's just how... Small market teams have been able to do it, but at least it leads to parity. For the most part, there's a good amount of parity in the game when it comes to the final champion. Um, so I'm not I'm not a sticking point on the salary cap. I wish there was one because it would even things out. You'd find out who the real smart organizations are and who those are married to the money um, and can't win without it. Um, and we'll, we'll go from there. But I, I think the 50, just the players taking 50% of the money for playing 50% of the games is acceptable. It's reasonable ask, and that's all I want. I don't think that is trying to get a salary cap. I don't think that that is trying to hurt the players in any way. Or, you know, if the, if the owners are overpaying a player now, 
they're going to overpay him for half the work, just like they'd overpay yes. him for a full. Blake Snell is saying he wants his full contract for going out and doing half the work. That guy can EAD, man. <laughs> let's let's jump into some of these comments. Matt Miller said, I don't understand the 50% of a salary and then 30 per, or 33% of that. Uh, I don't think he even understood that. No, like, he just, just made a bunch of shit up. And then yeah. when you start arguing, and then I got to pay taxes. On top, everybody pays taxes. You are not unique. These owners didn't negotiate a screwy tax system for you to, to hurt you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So nobody cares that you have to pay tax. Whenever you start bringing up, and I got to pay taxes, so I'm really, he uses his words, not mine, not making anything. Yeah. <laughs> this is when you want to take that guy and go beat the hell out of him. 100%. Uh, Michael said, sorry, I'm not sorry, douche. Does he realize that the people who can't pay their bills pay his salary gives a bad name to professional athletes? I think a lot of professional athletes are like this. They they don't understand where the money comes from. They don't live in the from. real world. It's, they really don't. They no. are so separated from what really happens on a day-to-day life that it's it's amazing. Uh, the Brown Yeti said 75% of jobs, the most dangerous part is driving to and from. Same with his job. That's my problem. Uh, McKinnon <laughs> said. You're talking to a guy that puts 200 miles a day on his vehicle. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going to one day die in a car accident. It's just statistically possible. It's kind of the reason I don't take care of myself very well. <laughs> you were ridiculous. Uh, McKinnon said, not to cry boo-hoo, but I'm about to head overseas for an extended amount of time for the Army near ground zero for all this Rona shit while my wife is pregnant as well. I guarantee I make a shitload less than the national average, let alone a pro athlete. Just shut his damn mouth up and play ball, dude. Be happy for the opportunity. Yeah, that's what you'd like to see. He's making us argue for these billionaire owners who most of them are total assholes. Yes, that's the problem. You're, You're making these guys look like victims because you are such a prick right now. Yeah. Uh, Matt Miller says, also, the owner shouldn't be glorified either. These are billionaires fighting for millionaires, or fighting versus millionaires. Uh, Joseph Gomez on YouTube, no one is going to feel bad for players making $10 million versus $20 million. However, people forget that there is only one owner per team, and they are making $50 million versus $100 million. Did you see that Jerry Jones yacht? Good Lord. Like, Jerry Jones, no, ooh, smart business. Hold man. on. I'm going to stop him right there. In NFL is different. Major League Baseball owners aren't making $100 million a year. Nope. Okay. They, then those margins are actually pretty lean. These guys are billionaires doing other things. Yes. And the baseball team is their toy, which is why some of them are super cheap with it. Not to think that they don't make money, okay, but they don't make $100 million a year per team. That That's just not how it goes. Yeah. If you're the owner of the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, you probably do. Most of the rest of them do not. No. Not at all. It is not the NFL where every owner aches equal. NFL owners print cash. They own the team to make a lot of money. What what Major League Baseball, the way you own your money and make your money is the evaluation of your team, which is I bought it at $100 million, and right now if I was to sell it, it'd be worth $800 million. But I don't make any money. I I didn't make $700 million. I don't make a dime until I sell the team. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, you, you can't make it's money off of it. It's a cost-neutral business, but it's the, the same. valuation goes up and up and up. Yeah. So, it's basically an investment. It's a stock. Small, that you small market NBA teams are the same way. Like, Robert yep, Perry, the owner NBA of the Grizzlies. Small market NBA is the exact same way. Yeah. He, I mean, they, they work. Their operating budget is not very. No, like, no. They work on real lean margins. The yeah. owners are billionaires, yes. But they are not. And that's, that's why I do a good job of actually fighting for owners, I think, more times than not. Because – 
I don't care how you made your other monies, okay? We're arguing this business here. You're talking to a guy that owns three different businesses. And because I do well in one doesn't mean I should take it in the ass on another one. Right. Because you didn't have anything to do with this one over here that I made a lot of money in. Correct. You had nothing to do with that one. And that, so, and that one has nothing to do with this one. And so, that one has nothing to do with this one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so the way So this goes. one losing money, I shouldn't make this one pay for it. I shouldn't push these workers harder. Like, they have to be seen as separate. I know the margins are lean in baseball for the most part. I know the Red Sox. I know the Yankees. I know the Dodgers. I'm sure the Cubs. I'm sure there are other market teams that I'm just not the Cardinals. These teams print cash. If you have a massive fan base that that are nationwide or big regional, you print money. Everybody else, they make money as their team evaluates more. But, it, but, but the operating only, costs. They're only rich like, from their other businesses. You got that right. Michael said, uh, sounds like another Latrell Sprewell. These guys are so disconnected from reality. Jose said, amen. Uh, Michael said, I was law enforcement for six years. Not once did I bitch about having to go out and protect people. It's what you sign up for. Uh, yep. The Pats crew did quick math. Snell would make $999,000 this season as proposed. Uh, oh, Pat's crew. Like talking about uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, he'd make a million dollars this year. Like, but here's the thing. I, I think he would actually make more than that. I think his numbers that he's arguing is wrong. I yeah. think they're asking them to take a 50% split. They just want it tied to revenue because if the revenue drops, maybe they can argue making them pay less prorated oh, over he, the years to make he up said that money. He said that's counting taxes, so that's that would be take-home pay. He would take home a million dollars. No, but I thought it's, he's got like a five-year, $50 million deal. There's no way he gets a million now and then $30 million in four years. Like, that doesn't make sense. No, 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 because it would it, – like, he's – they're saying as it's proposed, like, as – like, with what his numbers are talking about, right? Oh, like, not, not necessarily his numbers, about. but, like but, – but the, the proposed MLB stuff, right? Like, if you – I don't know. I, that's – I think I'm, the MLB proposal was 50%. It's, they want fifty yeah, percent. That's it. I don't know. I think all the other stuff he said after the fifty percent is is bullshit. I think he just made up a bunch of stuff. I so even if it is fifty percent, uh, let me try and look up his his contract. But he's one being more time. asked to work fifty percent of the games. That's Agreed. reasonable. No, I, I think it's totally reasonable. Hold on, his uh, his contract for this season pays him seven point six million. So he's got a six hundred thousand dollars signing bonus uh, every season. He let's see his base salary this year is seven million. So his payroll salary is seven point six. Next year it's eleven point one. Then it's thirteen point one. And then but the last year, year is sixteen. This year 6. you were supposed to make seven million. We're gonna pay you three point five. Yeah. I mean, and then I, you got to pay your damn taxes. Yeah, asshole. That's part like, of it. Like everybody else. Like everybody else. Uh, Matt said, let's go in together and buy a minor league hockey team. They cost nothing. Like We, we could bring the uh, the River Kings back to Memphis. Good gracious. Uh, let's see. Michael Fritz said, Matt, can we call him the Murder Hornet? <laughs> the Memphis Murder Hornets. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Monster Gaming said, can't wait for 2030 when Phillip Rivers has one kid for each NFL team. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that point. Just give him a little while. Just give them a little while. There, there ain't as much to do in uh, in Indianapolis as there is in uh, San Diego. So, I mean, just a guess. Or L.A. for that matter. Uh, Michael said, if Snell has a problem with the situation, it's easy. Don't go play. Go get a real job. Nobody's yeah. forcing him to play. 
Um, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, he's in a situation where he he's made enough money right now. He doesn't have to sit out. I say he's made enough. He made $1.6 last year. Like, he, here's the thing. Honestly, he he's okay for a little while. Away money. He hasn't made walkaway money. Not yet. It, but I'm going to tell you this. This is the kind of guy, if he didn't have baseball, which he's crapping on right now, if he didn't have baseball, this guy would be a nobody. He'd be a nut. Now, he's a hell of a pitcher, okay? He is a hell of a baseball player. Let's let's not make bones about that. Yeah. If he didn't have baseball, he would be a nothing. He'd be a nobody. This guy would be worthless. I'm trying to find what he's made up to this point. Uh, here we go, career cash earnings. Not a lot because he was on his rookie deal. Let's see. His 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 five yeah. his fifty million dollar deal is arbitration. It's not even it's not even a contract. Uh he's he, still on his rookie deal. Over the last four seasons he has made uh two point four six one million and he's had a he signed a three million dollar signing bonus. So last year. yeah, so, so that so, was his yeah. So he's it. he's made over six million dollars in the last four years. Yeah. Um not a lot. When he yeah, gets what? to his next contract, if he can continue to be the quality of pitcher he is, yeah. he'll be a I mean, hundred million dollar guy. He's only twenty seven years old. Yeah. Um, he'll be a hundred million dollar guy if he can keep it up. But to be fair, uh like at six million dollars, there's a lot of people in this world that ain't ever gonna we'll get never close make to that. that. You're right. But the problem is is he's lived the lifestyle being a baseball player, with that $6 million, he's already pissed away. I, I don't know that he's got any money left. Uh, the Brown Yeti said he probably would start 20 games, so I'll take that money. Uh, Matt yep. said yes, uh, talking about the Murder Hornets name. Uh, Michael said that's probably like 70% of professional athletes, Chris. They would all be broke without sports. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of them might be. Um, I think a lot of them would be, yeah. But I think, I mean, there's, there's enough out there that would be able to excel at other things. There's... There's a good percentage of uh, players in these sports leagues that are smart enough. They they use their mental side for the game, but they could use it on other things. So I, I agree. I, I could, you know. I'm not disagreeing with that. He's I, not I do one think, of them. I do think 70 percent is is a good number. And and you're right, Blake Snell probably probably not one of them. He's never had to be. I mean, he he was drafted out of high school, like at Shorewood High School, like. He was a first yeah, but round draft guys pick. that come out of high school that were smart as hell. Okay, yeah. Kobe Bryant never went to college. All right, he came straight out of high school. Yeah, but it still took him a little while to like figure these things out, right? Like you still have to grow up. Like I, I don't I think agree with that. He wasn't this dumb. No, I don't. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right on that. Blake Nell Snell went on a public thing that people can find on the internet and rambled about something that he knew was going to get hits, and then knew is pretty easy to fact check. And I'm pretty sure after he said 50%, he just made a bunch of other shit up. Yeah. Uh, and now, he did come out. He did tell uh, the the newspaper down in Tampa Bay, you know, hey, uh, I know some of the stuff I said wasn't, you know, exactly great. But, like, you know, it is a risk for us to play, and I want our normal lives back, and da 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 It's like, and you just want to look at it and be like, that's not happening right now. You want your normal life? Hell, we all, all want of us our do. normal life, okay? There's, I there's really over 36, want to go sit at the bar and drink a beer. Yeah, there's that's, 36 million That's kind of all I want people. is somebody to wait on me and bring me food and booze until I got to stumble home. Right? That's, that's, and, that's but all we're, I want. We're the lucky ones right now. We, we're yes. still getting a paycheck. We are able to do our work. 100% we're able to work. 36 million-plus people in the United States that have filed for unemployment as of this week. 
that was another two point nine. Want to go back to normal life? Yeah, we're finding a way to where you can have some normalcy, which is playing baseball again, practicing, training, working out, playing the game every day like you're supposed to be doing. Your body is telling you it's baseball season because this is what you've done your entire life to get to this point. Yeah. And you're not doing it. So we're trying to get you back to normal. Don't say I'm trying to get, I want normalcy. We're trying to give you some normalcy. You're, yeah. you're the guy saying I want everything. Yeah. But we don't get everything. Nobody does. You uh you are so dead on. Let's uh this let's... guy's an ass hat, man. And I like him a lot because he's a great pitcher. I really I've really liked watching him pitch, but but I, I've lost a lot of respect for the guy. And usually that's what happens, by the way. Usually you hear your heroes talk or you meet them and you realize, oh, these guys are Neanderthals. Like yeah. if it wasn't for this sport that I watched them play on TV, I I could I could care less about this guy. And now my respect and opinion of this dude has just diminished to nothing. Yeah. It gone gone down the drain. I want to um, know how Pat McAfee figured out that if he was supposed to get seven million dollars his contract this year would be the worth a million. I'm, I'm gonna would guess nine hundred thousand. That doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna guess that that is because even know. if you take half of it, that's three point five, and then thirty percent of that, like that, you're you're still at a, over a million dollars, and I guess then you tax it. Maybe maybe if you tax I mean, a million you, bucks, you're yeah, if you yeah, tax it, that's probably right, I guess. But e- even still, you make a million dollars to go out and play, you know. And and he's not even pitching in all eighty two. I'm about to do the I'm about to do the math. By the way, on seven million, well, it's seven point six. Oh, that's a lot more then. That's yeah. So, all right. <laughs> While you're doing that, I'm going to read uh, some of these comments. Cool. Um, uh, Michael said Snell's mama needs to beat some sense into him. Matt said you learn how to manage your money as you gain experience in life. Uh, Darren McArdle on YouTube jumped in, said hi, great job, love your comments here. Uh, Michael said yeah, the whole story uh, I got caught the apology. Um, the Brown Yeti said how many donations does he get streaming? Because this was on his Twitch stream, like he he's yeah. apparently on Twitch all the time. I'm gonna guess it's fairly significant. You know, he's yeah, got I'm gonna a lot bet of fans. he's got a revenue stream of, and I bet he's not just on Twitch. If I had to guess, oh, I'm sure he's on not. Twitch. So, so I did some quick math. If you take half of his salary, the 7.6, cut that in half, and then take away another 30%, throw that away, so you still get 70% of that number. And then I taxed him at 45% in taxes. I, I don't, I'm sure he's got some write-offs, okay? But he's a high tax bracket to do, so you're only getting 65% of your whatever. I got $1.7 million. Well, uh, okay. Now, so that's Ma- just how math works. Well, hold on, hold on. Ma- McKinnon also tosses in uh, agent fees as well. Well, I don't know all that bullshit, and he didn't bring up agent fees. He's but, and on top of that, tax. like agent fee it typically is it's 10%. about one percent, two percent. Now it's not a lot. It used to be oh, ten. Yeah, it used to be now ten. Now it's like way hundreds down. Of millions of dollars. So it's small now. It's like three percent. I don't think it's much. Uh, as far as the stream goes, um, the Brown Yeti said it's probably more than minimum wage for every hour that he streams. Probably so. Like I'd I'd be willing to bet that it's it's definitely more than seven dollars and fifty cents. Uh, agent fees is what uh, McKinnon said. Michael jumped in. He said, "Good point, Matt. That's why they need someone around to help." And then he said, uh, "No matter how you slice it, Snell is highly overpaid." Now I don't know that he's overpaid. Uh, 
You for give being him a, a normal pitcher? 162, he's a dude I'd like on my roster, especially with the contract he's got right now. 100%. Yeah, I'd, I would, I would take like him that. for the money he's got right now, but I want him to pitch, and then I need a really strong pitcher like Max Scherzer to beat the hell out of him every day. He's not pitching. Tell him to shut <laughs> up. Tell him to shut up. <laughs> you, uh, you've got that right. Let's, uh, let's dive into another topic here. Um, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis came out and said that the state will welcome pro teams that cannot play in their own states. He's already spoken with the AD at Florida State and the AD at Florida, and those two stadiums will be open for, uh, I'm going to guess, NFL teams. They didn't specify, but those stadiums will be open for those teams. Along with that, you've still got tons of other... You've got the... I understand the Jaguars are playing in Jacksonville. I get that. Tampa Bay also. Like, it, there's, there's a ton of different places... Where well, you, you can't play. You have Central Florida. You've got Boca. You've got Orlando. I mean, you, you, you've got, you got yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got you've got plenty of places in Florida to house any. If Seattle can't open, if the California teams can't open, and they want to relocate to the sunny, you know, East Coast, we got a yeah. spot for them. They, and, and I think it is genius, right? Um, Darren McArdle said, "Are his stats worth the pay?" Talking about uh, Blake Snell. Correct. Yes, they uh, are. Yeah. I, I think they. I'm going to tell you. He's a hell of a pitcher. They are. Yeah. And 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 going rate for pitchers is like especially pitchers that do what he does yeah. really high. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's worth the money. Yeah. He's making substantially less than Strasburg than 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 you know some of these top tier pitchers and he is a top tier pitcher. He just doesn't have the fame and the name yet because he's in Tampa. Uh and and he's young. I mean he's, well, he's like young he's, too. He's yeah. young has nothing to do with it. He's been in the league for 4 years. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like four years is is nothing for some of these guys, right? Like there's some guys that come in four and, years, and fired up. Four years is a lot. If you ain't made it in four years in baseball, you're not making it. Agreed. But he has been on a major league roster for four years, and that's that's a pretty big deal. So, um, and then Michael said overpaid in the sense of playing sports for millions of dollars. Technically, every prov- <laughs> yes. If you're if you're going down that route, a hundred percent yes. Uh, it, most Ooh, most last athletes year are. last year he was terrible. So basically, in 2018 was his monster year that I'm talking about. Started 31 games, 121, went 21 5 with a 1.89 ERA. That is nasty. And that's what I was remembering and thinking. Uh, 2019 started 23 games, 6 and 8 with a 4.3 ERA. Mm, yeah, that's definitely not good. That's definitely that, not good. That's not but good. The, Rays, the Rays were a lot better in 2018 than they were in 2019. So. No, in 2019 is when they made the playoff game last year. They made the they made is the wild right? card playoff game, right? I didn't. I didn't think so. We were on with TJ. Remember that night he was stuck in traffic. That had to be last year. Oh, I guess it was. Yeah, you're right. I'll be damned. Well, 2018, the Red Sox won the series, and the the Tampa Bay was terrible. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, that that, that makes sense. That, um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So maybe he's not worth all that. I just remember his 2018 season, and that that year. Well, last year was the first year of of the contract. So well, so in 2017 year. to market 2017 started 24 games, went five and seven with a four ERA, so not great either. So. Well, but then in 2018 when he had that monster year is when he was in a contract year. That's what. Yeah, yeah. It was a contract so, year, and and he got his money. So you might, you know what? There's some players that only show up on contract years. So, I mean, who knows? He's only had one contract year. 
So well, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's right. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. He's got to get better than what he has. But anyway, neither here nor there. Maybe I maybe he might not be worth the money and the pain in the ass because I I was thinking that 2018 year I knew this dude was a stud. Well, it, here's here's the other thing. Taking this away from just him, he's not the only one that feels this way. True, like, he's the only J- dumb enough to say it publicly, but yeah. Jared Carabas, the guy for Barstool that used to play in the MLB, said he agrees 100%. Well, like, there's a, he doesn't play anymore, and he, whatever. I don't know, man. I ag- Agreed, but it's it. what I'm saying is there's other guys that are not going to say it publicly. Yes. But they agree, and they want Plenty their money. Plenty of them feel this way. That's why I say yeah. they're disconnected. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, right, move on. The Michael, Florida thing. Well, Michael said uh, Snell probably pays uh, less taxes than most, right? No state income tax in Florida. Yeah, Chris and I were talking about that before we came on. Yeah, yeah there's there's no state income, but he still has federal. And he's, and he's in the higher tax state bracket. income tax is small amount. Yeah. I mean, he, unless he, you live in California. So I got to ask you a question. So let's say the 49ers and the LA Rams, the LA Chargers say, we'll take you up on that. And they play the entire season in Florida. Yep. Okay. If I'm that player, can I claim Florida as the residency and be taxed in Florida instead of California? Because that state income tax difference is a lot of damn money. Are you, Jimmy are you G moving? would recognize the difference in uh, taxes that he would pay from that. Um. Well, let me think here. Uh, it, do, it would depend on if you still have a place of residence in, in California. No, because right? you can have residence in multiple places. Well, it's if you if you live in the state of Florida for the season and your paychecks are coming to Florida, yeah, 100%. Like, I, I think I think every I player... I think you would have to officially claim that as your resident, but, I mean, it's, uh, it's as simple as this is where I live now and the other house is a vacation home. I mean, that's not hard to do. Yeah. Uh, Michael said, amen, Chris, income tax is ridiculous. Yeah, especially in California. Good gracious. Uh McKinnon said the Florida call makes a shitload of sense seeing as the stadiums across the state for all sports are typically never full. They lose tons in ticket revenue that can absolutely make up the difference in ticket sales if they charge the pro teams to use the facilities. Uh, 100%. Like in Orlando, they That's were... if we get fans, obviously. Well, no, no, yeah. no, it, no, no. No, no, just, no. Just to charge the, the team for using the facilities. The facility, yeah. No, you're getting something. Those colleges are getting something. Yeah, so like... Which, or, is, which is nice. I'll tell you this. If I was a college, I'd be pissed off at that I'm in a... Like Louisiana, nobody's coming to Baton Rouge to play. Nobody's nobody's going to yeah. West Monroe, all right, to host their NFL team. But there you go. Uh, Matt said you pay state taxes in the state you played in, like if you did work in Tennessee and then in Mississippi. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think. I, yes, when I worked in Tennessee, they took out. I, I work in Tennessee and I pay Mississippi State income tax. I was going to say, I think it's where you live. They will yeah. take the take it out of your money. You get it all back if you don't live there. But. Yeah. Um, game in California, uh, let's see, you pay for their taxes on that game. Then a game in Illinois, you pay that state tax. I don't, I don't think that's right. Now, if you're a visiting player, when the Patriots go to play in San Francisco, they don't. Their game check is not is not taxed at California's rate. All right, so here's uh, Matt Miller said, this is what the internet says uh, uh, regarding pay non-resident income taxes for the state in which you work. Uh, or no, you pay non-resident income tax for the state in which you work and resident income taxes for the state in which you live while filing income tax returns for both states. So, like for me, I don't have to file Tennessee because there is no state income tax. 
but I live in Mississippi, so. But even if you did, because you don't live there, you would get 100% of it back. Yeah. They would take it out of your check because they automatically take it out of your check. At the end of the year, you will get that back. Yeah, you and would, you probably could fight them and take it out of your check. It'd just be a pain in the ass. But if you're a yeah. multimillionaire, it'd be worth fighting to get it out of your check. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I'm I'm sure that the NFL has that all figured out. Yeah, like, if I was if I was Jimmy G, I would be calling up Tommy B right now and be like, uh, "You want to get the Wolfpack back together?" And yeah. uh, we uh, room in that palace that you're living in of Derek Jeter's. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I think Matt said watch broke on ESPN. Okay, I, hey, that's that's something I'll, I'll oh, go yeah. back and watch. Um, because I, I am intrigued by it now. Like I, I'm, I had not put a whole lot of thought into it, but. That is definitely uh, an interesting thing. I mean, when you think about how complicated money is, I mean, it's just absurd. It's like, does it really have to be like this? I don't no, think it, it does. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, it really doesn't. You're talking to a guy that believes that this is all bullshit. But well, Michael said the government like always wins. Yeah. He said the government always wins. Yeah, 100%. 100% they do. Uh, we can so, make the most even tax possible. I'm about to go on a tangent here for just three no, go seconds. Ahead, go ahead. Go we ahead. can make the easiest and most even tax. The rich get taxed more. The poor get taxed less. But everybody pays something. If we did away completely with all income tax and everything, and we just upped our um, taxes of goods and services, all sales taxes were inflated. So, therefore, when you're a rich guy, and you go out and you buy rich guy shit all the time, you're going to pay more in taxes. And if you're a broke person and you buy broke guy shit all the time, you're going to pay less in taxes. And now we're all paying. And if you're a tightwad, even if you make a lot of money, but you don't want to pay a lot in taxes, don't buy shit. Just don't buy shit. Yeah. I think think that's what most people say anyway. You pay in taxes. Like the financial independence people always tell you, like, just spend below your means all the time, right? Yeah. That Now you control it. And everybody is taxed fairly. If you're poor and you live rich, that's your fault. 100%. You paid a lot in taxes, but that was your choice. Yeah, you decided what you want. Well, what? How, how do you feel about uh, like if there was a set income tax across the country, like it say like it. say it was ten percent for everybody or whatever? No, out on that. Okay, I, I like your your idea of everybody having the choice. Uh, probably rising the, tide floats all boats. We all pay the same amount. Doesn't matter. There you go. We're all going to pay the same percentage that way. Yeah. You're if not you buying wanna... a TV cheaper than me, but your TV might be four or $5,000. If you're a rich guy, it might be $20,000. And my TV might cost $200. Yeah. What? We paid appropriate amount in taxes. There you go. Based you on go. how we live. <laughs> Matt Miller said a lot of athletes end up broke because they grew up without it and they didn't grow up around it either, so they don't know how to use it. Uh, and then Michael and said... They also have it stolen from them too. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Agents Money managers. All that crap. Family, everything. I mean, it's just oh ridiculous. shit, yeah. Um, that handout, that entourage ain't no joke, man. No, it, it it's gonna cost you to keep some some friends around. Uh, Michael said taxes and death only guarantees in life, hundred percent. And Alabama field goal kickers missing uh, <laughs> missing very important field goals. So you know we'll we'll keep up with that. Um, all right, so I, I like this idea of Florida uh, doing this. I I mean, obviously we're really focusing on like the California teams right now. Uh, if the I Dodgers, can't imagine any you know, other state doing it. I mean, New England might have to. Like, you know, the maybe, New York teams might have to. Maybe Washington, and then you know, definitely we're focusing on California right now because I mean they they just extended. Um, yeah. Maybe New York, maybe New Jersey, S- Seattle, you 
the Washington, the New York teams, um, and 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 New England. I mean, I could I could see those. I can't see anybody in the Midwest or the South needing this. No. But that's okay because they don't have enough for everybody to move down there. They just got enough. But I'll tell you this: if all three California teams need a place to go, they got enough spot. They got three spots. Yeah. If I both mean, New York teams need a place to go, shit, New Yorkers live in New They would have the biggest fan bases. I promise you the Jets would sell more games in California and Florida than they would in New York. Oh, 100%. There's nothing but New Yorkers down there. That's where yeah. they all go. Exactly. It'd be great for the Giants. Yeah. Probably pretty good for the Jets. I think, I think more for older. for the Jets than the Giants. Yeah. Most but, Giants fans come out for games still. Jets fans, they don't even show up but anymore. Jets fans are all, you know, they were all fans back in the – the 60s and 70s. They didn't show up so, anymore. But that's because they're all in Florida. Like That's right. That's right. <laughs> that might work. Ben said, no. uh, it, then the athletes steal crab legs once they go broke. I always got to toss in them Jameis references. Always tossing in them Jameis references. All right. Let's, uh, let's close out today's show on this last topic here. Uh, the Browns. Apparently tried to get Russell Wilson back in 2018. Now, Chris, and you and so, I talked about this. This was this news. This has become a thing recently. I don't know why I saw it pop up yesterday yeah, or this morning. Yeah, it was this maybe. morning. It was this morning. And so, I saw two or three different places shared out. Well, CBS Sports has, like, it's their number one trending topic. Like, it's it's insane. So I remember, I remember you and I talking about this. Yeah. And how I thought, and then everyone was like, well... That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I was like, well, if they can't make the trade work, then you just sign him as a free agent because he was going to be a free agent after that. That's when he got paid, got his money after yep. the year after that, 2019. Four-year, four $140 million deal. And I thought, well, maybe the Browns could just get him as a free agent. Um, but then the Browns This is when Baker. they took Baker. I was against the Baker pick when it happened. I was very public about that. And so, yeah. So the Browns had a chance to have Russell. The Browns contend that the trade was discussed conceptually per uh, Pro Football Talk, but acknowledged privately the discussion did indeed happen. The inclusion of a no-trade clause in Wilson's eventual big-money extension with Seattle, in fact, stemmed in part from chatter regarding the potential trade to Cleveland, according to Mike Florio. In 2018, of course, the Browns were still eyeing a franchise quarterback with the team ultimately using the number one pick on current starter Baker Mayfield. The Seahawks, meanwhile, were coming off their first season without a playoff appearance in six years and the first and only time Seattle has missed the postseason with Wilson at quarterback. So both teams didn't make the playoff. Seattle wasn't sure if he was going to be their franchise guy long-term, which was just Well, no, Se- what Seattle was doing was they made a hell of a run with the rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah. And they were just doing math thinking – do we like building a team this way? Do we think we can replace him? Maybe not with somebody just as good, but but somebody on a rookie deal, and we with, can continue yeah, to on pay. a rookie deal is what is what helped us win those Super Bowls and compete for those Super Bowls. It wasn't the great play of the quarterback; it was the rookie deal. Yeah, because, because we a, were able to build the team the rest of the way out, yeah. um, the way we needed to. So it was a math thing for them, and I get it. And you know what sucks is is. I don't know if Russell would have. If he says now he put a no trade clause in his deal because of the rumblings of this, that means that he would have flown the coop. The Browns would have had him for one year, yeah, and then and then it would have he would have been gone. And that's I, I think it's fair to say that like and, and maybe he would have gotten there and loved it, right? That's right. Um, maybe maybe he would have changed his mind once he got there. But I think it's fair to say that like 
there's not a lot of hope, uh, like high profile athletes that want to play in Cleveland. That was LeBron's problem, right? Like, there's for whatever reason, Cleveland is not exactly looked well upon, right? Uh, okay, is it is it any different than Green Bay or Indianapolis it, or Cincinnati? No, but that, but that's the thing. You have to trade. Well, who was the last to get, high profile free agent Pittsburgh got? Like the Steelers yeah. are a marquee franchise, and nobody really wants to go play there. Agreed. They're just really good do, at developing in house talent. Yeah, it, or or if they do want to go there, it's just to play. It's at the very yeah. end of their career. Yeah, it's yeah. at the back end of their career, and they don't have a lot of options sometimes at them. But but that even that's a good place to play. I just think these guys want to live in big cities. I yeah. just think they do. And if your town's in a big city, you can be it. Houston's great. Seattle, uh, Seattle's great. Dallas is great. You don't have to just be L.A. and New York. You can be in a big city elsewhere. Atlanta's probably great. Yeah. But yeah. but I, I think I think middle of the country. I mean, no no big-time free agents are going going to, to, to Carolina, okay? Teddy, Bruce, Teddy Bridgewater, come on now. I mean, that's, that's like the biggest signee they've ever had. Uh, interesting part about this CBS article, by the way, uh, it says it's not hard to suggest this was a case of Cleveland taking a swing at Wilson rather than Seattle looking to unload its quarterback, even with a lucrative contract looming at the time. But Florio said Thursday that some close to the situation still believe the Super Bowl winning caliber or Super Bowl winning signal caller will eventually be traded. With Wilson publicly hinting he wants to play until he's 45, and Seattle on the hook for close to 40 million dollars per year towards the end of his contract. Some think it's just a matter of time before the Seahawks move on. Doing so, of course, would rob the team of the biggest and arguably sometimes only uh, reason Seattle has been a consistent playoff contender. The 31-year-old Wilson, a seven-time pro bowler, has been both remarkably durable and productive for his entire nine-year NFL career, never once missing a start and throwing at least 30 touchdowns in four of his last five seasons. And like Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, no talent around him offensively. He's got some he they, they got some new weapons now. They they just got DK Metcalf last year. And that and they doesn't just, count because you have one year of that. They they've got so they signed Don't give me Tyler Lockett. Don't give me Tyler Lockett. No, I was gonna say they just signed Philip Dorsett. Okay. Oh, so which I mean we'll see. The Patriots cut Philip Dorsett. He couldn't make that shitty roster. No, no, no. He he didn't get cut. It was he had a one year deal with the Patriots last year. He was, but he's been with them for two. They could, and they could they, have signed him for another one year. Right, but they they signed him for a three year deal, and then he signed on for another one year deal, and he had the option of signing a one year deal with the Patriots or with the Seahawks, and he went to the Seahawks. That's I'm just telling you, I would have gone with the Seahawks too because a better quarterback. At the end of the day, neither one of them really wanted. They both made him the same offer. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right. I think I mean, he just right. walked away from a, a terrible team to a, a not terrible team. Philip Dorsett is not a weapon. Yeah. Okay. Chris Carson, good. Chris Carson's not great. Chris Carson's great because Russell Wilson's great. DK Metcalf, pretty good. I think DK Metcalf's the goods. Yeah. I, I that, think he can be really good. That's the first weapon they've ever gone out and gotten him. Well, I mean, they, they got him a running back like Rashad Penny a couple of years ago, but like. And it didn't work out. No, well, no, because but mean, none, none of them have been good. No, but they like, have what, not gotten any weapons on offense ever. That is, they're, they're talking about re-signing that, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Like, a, not good, <laughs> not good. Uh, McKinnon said, "Got to hop off. See you, gents, tomorrow. Have a good night, Wardam Eagle." Like, get out of here with that Auburn shit, man. Uh, uh, Michael said, "Never been to Cleveland, but haven't heard anything good. Uh, I'm sure it can't be that bad." 
Cleveland's actually very, very nice. That's a, Downtown Cleveland that. is so different than it used to be. I started going up to Cleveland, I don't know, about 17 years ago. and um, You married into it. it. It has changed so much in the 17 years that I've been going up there. I can I can imagine. I like and it. it. I will tell you, downtown Cleveland is really nice, really, really nice. Not not bullshit nice, real nice. I don't I don't think like a lot of these cities. They and it's get not bad high reps. end now. Okay, it's not it's not snooty. Normal people can hang out there and feel normal and cool. See, that's like Memphis gets a really bad rap in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Memphis is shitty compared to yeah yeah Memphis is what, shitty. if you if you're gonna compare it to like. Miami and Los Angeles nope, and I'm stuff not, like I'm that. I'm comparing it to Cleveland. It's shitty. I'm comparing it to Atlanta. It's shitty. Uh, because it's not as big. No, but, no. But what Bill I'm saying Street is... sucks now. Well, it's okay. It's shitty. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There are spots in Memphis that are that are nicer. Like, I, I like no, Overton not. Square. I like... Yes, Midtown, but you're not anywhere near those when you're downtown. Well, okay, that's true. True. You got a valid point. I'm trying to you stick up for my city a little bit, You can't you got to get a car and drive. You're a tourist. I think that... The whole area of Cleveland, downtown Cleveland is big, okay? Yeah. It is four times the size of downtown Memphis, easily. Agreed. Maybe five, six times the size of downtown Memphis, okay? It's big in the entire area. they got three professional stadiums down there. They've got a theater district, not the Orpheum Theater. They've got a district of seven or eight different theaters. They've got restaurants everywhere. They've got a a small casino down there. Like it is nice. It is really nice. Yeah. Memphis ain't got any of that. They, Memphis Nothing. has got the Orpheum Memphis has downtown. One street, and that street has gotten shitty. And then over at Overton Square, they've got uh, the, uh, what is it? Not the Halloran. Uh, what's the, I got it. They've got, a, they've got two different theaters over there. They've got Ballet Memphis. They got all these different things to do. Like it, they, what, they, what they did to Overton Square, Midtown I understand. No tourists can get there. They they should have built all that stuff that's in Midtown. They should have built it downtown. Yeah, tourists can't get there. So that that would be like me telling you the high, Cleveland Heights is really nice. Yeah, Cleveland Heights is like the Germantown for us Memphis folk. I'm getting really local here. It, it but like people coming from outside flying into Cleveland, going to a ball game. So there, that's a 45 minute drive away from downtown. Nobody's going there. Yeah. So you can't include that in the nice. You got to tell tourists where to go. All yeah. right. And in Cleveland, you show up and go. And I literally went to a football game. And the day before that, I went to a baseball game. I walked to both of them. And I walked to a bar and a restaurant before and after both of them. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Michael said, my only issue with Cleveland um, were the bandwagon Mayfield fans in Denver a couple of years ago. Jersey still had wrinkles from being brand new. Like, well, he's a rookie, so that's yeah. just part of it. I mean, you're going to get new. Everybody's going to go out and have a Burrow jersey. I don't know if that means they're a bandwagon fan. Those guys are just idiots if they're just believing he's the second coming. Oh, he's absolutely I hope not. he's good. I don't know that he's ever going to be great. I just want him to be good. Yeah, and, and Mayfield, like, remember, he was, like, Joe Burrow is not Baker Mayfield. He's He doesn't have the same attitude. You don't see all the same press clippings and all that. Uh, Baker Mayfield had more in common with Johnny Football than he does with Joe Burrow. Like, I so, agree. so that's what Better made football people, player than Johnny, but, but yeah. other than that, yeah. Baker became mouth. mainstream famous because of his yeah. mouth. Yep. Like, that's all it is. Uh, Jose jumped in and said Metcalf has game. 100% yep. we agree with that. So no, DK's a stud. 
But yeah, what what would your prediction have been had uh, had Russell Wilson gone to the Browns? Like, would they have been able to? I mean, uh, totally make a different. The whole world would be changed. Our co- coach would be different because ba- I'm going to tell you this: Wilson would have come in, and he would have immediately. Hugh Jackson would have been gone immediately. He would have went to somebody in the front office and said, "We got to get leadership. Leadership's the most important thing. Culture and leadership. We got to change it." They would have hired somebody else. It would have been an outside hire. They would have cleaned house. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know who they would have gotten, but there's no doubt Russell Wilson's going to walk in and he's going to tell the organization, you want to keep me, you have to do some certain, that you have to start acting like a professional organization and these guys aren't it. And you got to get rid of them. Yeah. And, so it's and hard now, to predict how that would have worked. I'm going to tell you this, Russell Wilson, with I don't care who's calling plays, I really don't, with the offense that we had last year, that's a playoff team. That's a 10-11 win team. Talent-wise, 100%. Like, the Browns, with, with Russell Wilson at quarterback, that Browns Odell team. Odell Beckham, Landry, and Joku maybe never gets hurt because he doesn't get hung out to dry on a crazy-ass pass. He's got to go up and break his neck on. You got Nick um, Chubb. You got Chubb. Uh, uh, Chubb's the Kareem best Hunt. running back he's ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah Marshawn Lynch in his prime was probably pretty good, but he wasn't really in his prime when Russell got there. No, no, no. It was all before Russell. I don't know. Like, right when Russell got there, I think, like, right when he was drafted, I think is when Marshawn Lynch was in his prime. That was, was I mean, think, that's when the whole beast mode thing started. That beast mode game, that was a long time ago. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah, but that was in Russell Wilson's. No, no it wasn't. That was Hasselback, wasn't it? That was Hasselback. Russell I'll Wilson just signed his rookie deal last year. Well, ended his rookie deal and well, signed no, no, a new no. deal. I, I will say this: like Marshawn Lynch, been there four years. Marshawn Lynch in that Super Bowl where they didn't hand the ball to him and whatnot. Like he was, he was still. At pretty, uh, he was still beast mode in name, but he he wasn't great that year. He was okay that year. It's a you you might have a valid point there. All right, we're going to go and wrap this thing up. Is there anything else we need to talk about today? Nope, let's get out of here. You guys in the comments have been great as usual. As always, go and check out the website. Make sure you are subscribed everywhere. Share out the show. Leave some comments, nice reviews, all that wonderful stuff. We uh, we will be back again tomorrow with all of uh, what whatever news ends up coming out. Uh, oh, hey, before we leave, I, I had to I had to read something for you right quick. Uh, I'm glad I remembered this because holy crap! So I watched the uh, the UFC fights last night, and man, I was floored at that Glover Teixeira fight last night. Uh, and I, you didn't watch it, did you? Nope. All right, so Glover Teixeira uh, beat the absolute dog crap out of Anthony Smith last night. And let's see. Da-da-da-da. Where was it? All right, so at, first off, here, I thought this was really cool. I'm going to play this and, and let you hear it. Yeah. So I'm going to play it, and then I'll tell you what he said. Teixeira saying he's giving up Glover. So that's in the middle of the fight. Glover said, uh, sorry, Anthony, it's part of the job. And he said, what? And he said, sorry, part of the job. Smith said, yeah, it is what it is. Look, that fight should have been called two rounds before it was. Like, he beat the crap out of him, and he, he was telling him sorry in there because the ref wouldn't stop the fight. So he just kept having to beat on him. Look, after the fight... These were the injuries that Anthony Smith had last night. Broken nose, broken orbital bone, two missing teeth, and a cut under his right eye. He, he lost one tooth in the front and one towards the back. A friggin' molar in the back. His actual real teeth got knocked out in the thing. And Conor McGregor came out and said something about it. He said, uh, he said in the UFC, they keep like a cup of milk over there, like over on the side. 
for you to put your teeth in afterwards when your teeth get knocked out. Like, it was a friggin' beating last night. So, and that's what I felt like on Tuesday night, just so that we toss it out there. <laughs> but anyway, that is going to wrap up the show today. Uh, Michael said, thanks, fellas. Another great show. We appreciate it. As always, we love you guys for jumping in. Uh, as always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.